Hello, and welcome back to the Ride Up Your Alley podcast. Guys, I have some fire here with me today. I am so excited to have Chandler. Chandler Rodriguez is absolutely incredible. The most beautiful woman inside out. She loves the Lord with all of her heart and soul and mind Mm -hmm. and energy. And um, God, she's going to just show up. I can feel it today. So Chandler, thank you for being here. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Allie, not just saying this, you genuinely are one of my favorite human beings. So I am so honored to talk to you, to be here with you, and really pumped and excited for today. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. I'm actually so honored to hear that because you're one of mine. So um, (laughs) that is so cool. So backstory, I met Chandler through one of our mutual friends called, or named MK. She's not called MK. We called her MK. Yeah, absolutely. And we worked together at Propel Women. And so I got to connect with Chandler at a bridal shower. And from then on, I remember seeing her and being like, whoa, she's so awesome. And then Um, dancing together at the wedding. I remember I was like, oh, okay, Allie, like we can do this. We were moving. (laughs) So from that though, you know, it's been an honor to see you transition. You obviously Mm. worked in ministry, one ministry, Mm -hmm. now you're moving into another. And just the way that you take in the world and the way that you see the world is so unique. You see it Mm -hmm. so such a neat place, like such a, a God-given place. And you posted this thing last year, and I just remember revisiting it over and over and over. And mm. I, that's why I brought you on. I was like, listen, you could say a zillion things, but there's this mm. concept that you spoke on that has given me life, and I want my listeners to feel that same like breath of God that you gave. So mm. what it was about was just women, like women being the period on the creation of that God like made when bringing the world here, right? When Mm -hmm. all like he made Eve last and there's so much purpose in that. And I think so often as women, you know, we hear these different words like submit and that, you know, there's different history that has taught us what our worth is and what it's not. You know, what the Bible says is actually vastly different than what society says. And I would just love for you to kind of just spitball what you think about that. Um, what God's taught you about being a woman and um, yeah, just speak life. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, first, I'm going to back it up to a little bit of context of what I kind of feel like I see God doing in our world and our generation right now, having to do with women. And I think I've even heard Chris Kane talk a little bit about this, but it's almost like God, it's undeniable. God is doing something with women right now. I mean, women are gathering, women are rising up, and it's like you see kind of two major swings happening. It's one swing with women in the world. You see, that are really rising up, but it's out of the feminist movement, which I'm all about women empowering women. I'm all about women rising up. But a lot of this message in the feminist movement can kind of be rising out of injustice because there is such real injustice and oppression that's happened with women. But what happens is when you rise out of an injustice, it's easy to create another injustice. So it's almost like women are rising up, but it's almost like giving this message that females are only the future and that we don't need men. And that it's almost like kind of downplaying who men are created to be. And so you kind of see that. And I'm always like, you know that we need men though. Like mm-hmm. I have a husband and, and he is like this amazing, brilliant leader. And I'm like, honey, I still need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I am like Miss Independent though. And uh, 
on the other side of the spectrum, though, we see in the church that we, it's almost like we left it to the secular world to educate women who they're created to be. So much of the time still we see in the church that it's almost like, okay, you know, we don't know what it means for women to be leaders. So girl, you just kind of stay in the back, do your women's ministry and talk about your feelings and we'll leave it there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's like two major swings of like, either if I talk about a woman being a, you know, a leader, it's like, oh, you're such a feminist. But if you talk about feminists, like, no, you don't need men. But what does it look like? to actually look at the Bible through the eyes of Jesus, who women are created to be, and then rising out of that love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been personally so challenged in my story of looking at the Bible, looking at, okay, one, who did God create women to be? And then two, how did Jesus interact with women? Mm-hmm. And so over and over the Bible, we see that God empowers women. It's the nature and character of God. He loves women. And so that's a little bit of background of kind of like my my heart and what I see kind of happening with, with women in our time. And so I, I post, Allie's talking about a post I, I posted and the story on you know, that is I was actually in the shower. Man, the most like best revelations come in the shower. I'm telling you what. They totally <laughs> do. The shower or like rant, like when you're away from your phone and you're like, I need to remember this right now. You're like, wait. I go, like, for me, when I'm cleaning, I'm, like, cleaning something, and I'm, like, oh, like, Holy Spirit, say it again. Like, yep, amen. <laughs> and so I'm, like, in the shower one day, and I have been going through, like, this year-long process of having, like, an issue with my leg, having my leg hurting. And so I was in the shower, like, my leg was hurting, but I was to the point in that journey that finally we found a solution that like, like they were looking at something they were going to do to fix my leg. And so I was taking a shower and I was thinking like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe like there's a solution to the pain. Like there's a solution there. And then I started thinking about, Oh, the power of solution, like that dang. And then all of a sudden I felt the Holy Spirit start prompting me because we have a tagline. I've worked with the women's ministry that women are, are created to be solution. We are women of solution. And I was like, man, that's such a powerful tagline. And the Lord, I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me and say, Chandler, it's not just a good idea. It's what I made women to be. And so the Lord just kind of started bringing my heart back to, or just started putting out in my brain was speaking to me about him creating women and women were actually the solution to the very first problem. The first problem was that it was not good for man to be alone. God saw he created man and he saw, man, there's something else that's supposed to be there. And so what did God do? He, you know, then he was like, could it be all of these animals? And he was looking around. He's like, no, there's something more we have to create to reflect the image of God. And so that is when God created the woman. And so, so often women are looked at as like almost an addition, like, oh, first it was men, then, you know, women, but women are not addition. Women are completion. It's the fullness of God. And so I just began to really think about that and think about my relationship with my husband, relationship with men in general and ministry. And so many times as a woman, I felt that I needed to defer to a man, be like, okay, the man needs it. Or my husband doesn't meet me at that meeting. Like, you know, I'll just be there. I'll be the tag along. All of a sudden the Lord has been challenging my heart of like, no, when there's men, 
men and women on the scene, that's completion. That's the fullness of God, right? And so that that was kind of a big, long splur, but I just so believe that God is raising up women who know him, who know themselves and are walking on the scene, not to be like, here I am, I'm going to own this, but like, no, we need men, but also we need women to do it together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yes and amen to us together is something that like, it's unparalleled. Love that so much. And I think every woman needs that reminder in some capacity or another that it is, it is not just a story to make you feel good. It's your identity. You know, it's actually who you're created to be. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So living in that. So I want to know, because you do this so well, how do you live that out? Like, what are the convictions that God has put on your heart to like, be the woman that he created you to be. Do you have any tips on that? Yes. You know what? I feel like I'm such a talker and such a preacher. So I like actually this one story. Yeah. Um, Dude, but, okay, it. I'm going to try to just like, you know, just two minutes it. <laughs> do it. Do it. We'll be here for like two hours. I'm like, all right, Jan, shut it down. We're done now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, super simple. One of the stories in the Bible that has changed my life is um, it's in the book of Judges and it's the story of Deborah. And circuit riders, I was with a nonprofit and this is one of our main hits we talk about with women is this woman named Deborah in the Old Testament. She was the first woman to be a judge. So it's a really big deal. She was a prophetess and she uh, found herself being a judge at the time that Israel, everything was done dying down because there was so much oppression. So there was a man named Sisera coming into Israel and he's actually capturing women and children mm-hmm. and he was taking them. And so talked about there's so much oppression going on that the Northern part of Israel was like, no one wanted to go outside anymore. And so it says in Judges 5, it says Israel had ceased to be, the byways had ceased, the roads, the highways, no one was going out on them anymore. And it ceased to be until I, Deborah, I rose up to be a mother to my nation. And that word mother is so powerful because we don't even actually know if Deborah had biological children. Mm -hmm. So she could have identified herself as I, Deborah, rising up as a judge because it's my responsibility, or I, Deborah, I rise up to be a prophetess, but chose to be a mother. But it's such a powerful word because what she was saying is that where Deborah, it said village life has ceased. So where the woman saw death all around her, she decided to rise up to bring life. Mm -hmm. So it was like, no, where I see death, like I'm actually called to be a life bearer and I'm going to bring life. Mm -hmm. And so I really believe an identity marker of every woman is to bear life and to bring life. And so it's crazy. Like it's when women all of a sudden, you, you know it too. Allie, like when we're in a, you know, a conversation, all of a sudden you see like a woman of God walk in the room Mm -hmm. and it's like the environment changes Mm -hmm. all of a sudden there's joy, there's peace, Mm -hmm. there's beauty in the conversation. Like that woman brought life to the whole room. Mm -hmm. And it's like really taking that ownership of like, what does it mean to bear life by our words? Mm -hmm. And I think that is a really big one that I feel like the Lord's challenged me with is it says in the Bible that our words 
can bring life or death, right? Mm-hmm. And as women, if our if our original design is to be life bearers, to bring life, wouldn't it be the devil, the freaking devil, mm-hmm. to come in and to try to take out our original design? So women are known to like be gossipy or catty, but I think it's just an attack on our original design to bring life by our words. Yeah. And so because when a woman speaks it, it like hits in a different way. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, like that woman has authority. Okay. And so I think it's really like an everyday thing, like the woman really being conscious of like, okay, I bring life. So when I might not have a role or a title in this room, but I commit to like, when I walk on the scene, I'm going to leave that room better after I leave it. It's going to, I'm going to walk in and all of a sudden I'm going to be committed to bringing life and to bringing faith and to bring beauty and peace on the scene. Even though I might not be like a leader in the room or you are a leader, but even though I might have a a title in the room, Mm -hmm. I'm going to actually take ownership of what it means to be a woman and have significance. Yeah, that's so good. Yes and amen to that too. Amen. Yes. Amen. Leaning into the truth that that's you, right? Whoever's listening, like just know, we're not just like talking and like, oh yeah, women, it's you. If you are listening, there's yes. a purpose, right? Like God there didn't just like throw this, you know, randomly up. Like, oh, I'm going to pick that one, right? There are a million podcasts. There are a million people, actually 7 billion. Like this conversation fell into your ears on purpose. So live it, right? And be Come it on. and breathe it. And um, yeah, it's so cool to hear those stories. I love Deborah so much. And, and it's um, like fun significance in it too. You know, like so many women, I feel like there's such an attack of feeling insignificant and feeling purposeless. Like whether you feel like, oh, my season's a stay at home mom or my season, I don't know the calling over my life. Like sometimes we make it like, oh, this big purpose thing, but actually like your purpose is the everyday bringing Jesus and bringing life. Like Jesus came so that we would have life and life abundantly. So what an opportunity we get to reflect his image as women. Yeah, absolutely. And understanding it's not Jesus came, like Jesus came to heaven, the Holy Spirit fell down. It is in all of us and understanding that we all need each other. It's, there's, it's not just in you. Like you don't have to go out and yes. like, take over nations. Like what if you just took over like the conversation in front of you? What if you gave life and that now, be it now, right? Yes. Like that's enough. And, mm-hmm. and understand that your brothers and sisters, they are on the same, we have the same agenda, right? So like, yeah, be so overwhelmed by the need that it silences you or that it, you know, keeps you from doing doing what God has in front of you because exactly where you stand is the place you should be. So anyway, thank you so much for being here and for just like, just speaking all of this into us and for being the woman that you are. We love you. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. I'm your biggest fan, Ali. I'm, I love everything you do, everything you say. Just such an honor to be here. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been the best.